Demi, and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding our everyday lives, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we diving into today? Well, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. But in the faith world, we just attribute these to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of restoring a man's severed ear. This will be taken from the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 39 to 54. I will be reading from the ESV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. And he came out and went and was his custom to the Mount of Olives and the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, He came to the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. While he was still speaking, there came a crowd and the man called Judas, one of the 12, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple, you did not lay hands on me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance. Amen. Amen. I'm always so saddened when I get to this part of the Bible in talking about the stories, because you know that this is becoming closer and closer to the time of the crucifixion. Now, I think this is really interesting because the Jesus healed his, his ops, his opponent's ears, right? Even though he knew they were betraying him, even though he knew what they were there for. And he did not want fight fighting. He didn't want any violence. He was a man of obedience, of peace. He was the Prince of Peace. And even though his disciples at the time were trying to protect him, and in that they caused harm to another, he basically was like, no, you don't harm others. You continue to do good. You continue to turn the right cheek. You continue 
to live righteously. And it doesn't mean because they're doing bad that you follow suit because it doesn't make you better when you do that. So I think that's the reason why Jesus healed his ear. He also healed uh, um, uh, the ear because he also wanted to show that he's the ultimate, I guess, example of what goodness is. And even though I know that you're here to wrong me, I'm not going to speak to, to, to stoop beneath what that is, what that level is. And I think that was very important to show that the Prince of Peace is exactly who he is. He demonstrates, he exemplifies what that truly is. And it only makes, it's almost that idea of kill them with kindness. It's like, I'm still going to be kind to you. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to be ashamed. And I know you will continue to betray me. And he asked specific questions. He was like, are you, you're here to, to take away a robber, you know, or, you know, when you were with me and you were following me, you didn't lay hands on me. But now during this hour, you're doing that. It's showing that darkness is coming and only he as the light can ever bring lightness to darkness. Oh, wow. Amen, Philia. Man, well said. This is like, yeah, oof. there, there is a lot that I get out of this um, as well. I think about the fact that Jesus told his disciples, like, pray that you don't fall into temptation twice, mm -hmm. right? He, he said that before he went to prayer. When he finished praying and he saw them sleeping, he was like, don't fall into temptation. When the people came and they raised their swords, he said no. And then Peter still cut off a man's ear. So we know that as much as Jesus and God tells us don't fall into temptation, we still fall into temptation. And because God is good, he will right our wrongs. So he takes account of what you did. This is this is before he dies for everyone's sin. Right. Like while he's living, he's accounting for your sins, right? Like this is like the ultimate thing that Jesus is dying for our sins. And it's good to know that despite how much we try, we're still humans who fall into temptation. God can still correct our wrongs because there's many of things that we do that we feel bad. Like I always, I always have like hindsight, uh, sorrow, right? After the fact, I feel bad about what I did, how what I did wasn't good enough, how I should have done something different. But in the moment, we fall into temptations, we fall into our vices. I have a personality that doesn't have a lot of patience. So I tend to snap when someone tries my patience. I may hold it for the first time, but you don't get a third chance. <laughs> right, right. You may get a second, but definitely not a third chance to, to, to try my patience. And God, like you said, he's the prince of peace who's trying to show peace in the face of adversity. Right. So he's showing us that as much as we are warned, we still fall into temptation, but he's still there to help us. He's going to die for, he has died for our sins, but the consequences that are very real from falling into our, our temptations, he can save us from as well. Right. And then I like the, the point that you made about the cover of darkness. Like the, the devil comes in the cover of night, right? Because yeah. they can't do what they're doing. He can't do what they do in a broad the daylight, daylight right? right? They have to do it in the shadows. Right. Betrayal comes at night. Temptation comes at night. Darkness comes at night. All the evil things that you say, like the what goes bump in the night mm -hmm. happens. But when he tells his his disciples who fall asleep, you know, like they're tired, right? right. Like at nighttime you fall asleep. He's like praying not, so that right. you don't fall into temptation. This is what he's telling us that we may be in a time of darkness, but what you're supposed to do is pray. Yes. Like no matter what's going all, going all around you, you 
pray that you do not fall into temptation. You do not fall victim to your circumstances. Pray. When you're going through darkness, a dark period, a dark season, pray, pray, pray. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is a this is something. <laughs> this is something. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that you keep emphasizing this idea of prayer because when he says specifically pray that you may not enter into temptation, right? He also said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. It's like that idea of temptation. It's like it's showing that if you ask for it, God will give that to you because he doesn't want you to fall into temptation either. But it's also it says that he prayed so much that the blood became like great drop, or it says his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. It's like pray to the point of let it be consume you. Like prayer is key. It's not that rather, you know, that simple prayer where you just do your little five second thing, you know, when you're ready to rush to eat or it's like your prayer life better be serious <laughs> because that's what he's basically saying. If there's a time to pray, this is the time. It makes me start to think about this armor of God. Like this is where the idea of prayer comes in to protect yourself from all these fiery ar arrows because they are coming, mm. you know? And, mm. and this is the way these people came in with Judas. Like they came in with their fiery arrows. They were coming. They were coming in, in the night to steal, to, to, to kill, to destroy. And that's why I think Jesus was forewarning them. Do not sleep. You cannot be sleeping. Do not fall victim into your circumstances. You must pray this away. You must put this armor up. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says watch and pray. So mm -hmm. that means like you're not, you're not supposed to fall asleep on the job. Like, yeah. and things can be sweet in your life. Like you can have a season of goodness, but you need to keep praying yes. and watching, right. right? Like we, you're supposed to pray that you continue to have the prosperity, that you continue to have the good things. You pray for those who don't have it. Like the, you pray without ceasing. That is the Man. point. And like you said, he had, he entered into this, this deep prayer where his sweat became like drops of blood. Mm -hmm. That's like a fever prayer. Yes. You, there's a term like, um, fever dreams, right? Like maybe like you have the flu or something, you know, those crazy hallucinating dreams yeah. where like your body temperature is raising, you're right. sweating, your heart is pounding all while you're dreaming. dreaming. Like you're having this yes. crazy dream. This is like the, the type of prayer he wants. He wants you to have that fervent like prayer that deep prayer yeah. yeah like maybe like you're transcending yeah. and and it's great that you pointed out that he said if it's you know um if you can't take this cup away from me but thy will be done because there are certain circumstances that are going to be tough for mm -hmm, us mm -hmm. and we can't pray it away mm -hmm. but we can pray that we don't fall into temptation right. we can pray to accept the right. challenges and right. move forward because god will not leave us or forsake us right. we know that this was going to be a very tough time for jesus we know that his crucifixion wasn't just being nailed to the cross he was brutally beaten before he was hung up and nailed arms his through his hands through his feet pierced on his side all these things that he had to endure he said, thy will be done. Mm. How many of us can say that? I I now say thy will be done. But before I'd be like, I don't want this. Right. This is right. not for me. Right. God, I know you didn't call me. I'm the head and not the tail. Right. <laughs> I, right. I, I'm above and not beneath. Right. I never said thy will be done. Right. right? Because I didn't want to accept those things. Right. But in that prayer, maybe we can come to a level of peace that even though we're in a storm, we must endure through the storm. That that prayer is that we don't fall into temptation of giving up. When he said, 
take this cup away from me. That's almost like he's giving up. What if Jesus didn't die for us? Right? This right. world would be chaos. chaos. Imagine yes. the Darkness. people who are Christians Ooh. who are not Christian. Imagine people like me. If I wasn't a Christian, oh my gosh. <laughs> Fiery arrows. I tell you, I struggle with patience. Imagine if I wow. didn't have the Holy Spirit to hold me accountable mm. to you to, to to strike my consciousness and to give me that peace. I'll be slapping people on the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so imagine all these things that 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 we need from Jesus from his death and right. his resurrection that we have today. Right. And so he had to say, thy will be done because he mm. had to go through the storm to get to the other side yes. for us for to us. get to the other right. side. And, and also, I think that was great for him to pray and ask God if it is his will to take the cup away from him that because he can fall into temptation. You know, he also showed that he was also in, in human form, you know, so it also he understands what we go through. He yes. understands what we feel. So he's the best example of what that is. So he can be the intercessor for us. And he's showing these things. He's showing that he's also man, a man. Now, I, I like the fact that you mentioned this idea of, of, of God's will, because before that, when I did the Lord's Prayer, that part didn't mean as much to me. But now when you say thy kingdom come, thy will be done, that means so much more because it, I understand it cannot happen without the will of God. We say it all the time, but when you actually say that prayer, every line is spoken in the Bible. Every line means something so great. And it, it's like everything I say now, there's never a time like if I say, okay, we're meeting to do our podcast. Yes, God willing, you know, because it's, if it's not his will, it will never happen. So I think that Jesus also shows that everything is also in the will of God. And as much as everyone looked up to him and saw that he was God fearing and saw that he was the best example, he's still saying that there's still an almightier power than even him. So even at that time, he still needs to seek his father. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. There's an almighty power besides him. There's something. And I think that's a good example. Like you said, all Mm -hmm. of this is an example for us. We look at the Bible and not just for enlightenment and to grow closer to God, but it's an example of what we should do. We must seek the higher power no matter what. We must be continuing and fervent in our prayers. We must wait and be patient. We must submit to his will. We must seek peace above all things. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. So difficult. Yes. And that's why Jesus said, if you can't take this cup away from me, because he knows it's hard. Right. <laughs> In his human flesh, he's right. like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. There's many things that we don't want to do in this life, but God never promised that this life would be easy. He just know. promised that he wouldn't leave us or forsake us. Right. He promised us everlasting life. Right. These are the things that we need to hold on to and not just the situational storms that we're in because we know storms are temporary. It doesn't matter if yours lasted 10 years because I can say mine did. (laughs) (laughs) They're temporary. It's temporary. He will move you. And in that time, don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking the higher higher power. Do not stop asking God for his peace. Amen. Amen. I really... um, love this miracle because even though it's a sh- it's not short it's short in terms of it seems like everything at this point seems rushed like like there's a rush to to meet this particular goal right but 
the lessons are so important. The lessons are so are so prevalent because it's he's leaving these little droplets, these crumbs for us almost. Like he's already given us the meals and now he's given us these little dessert things, I feel like, so that we don't forget. Because sometimes, you know, when you when you get your meal, you get the itis, you start feeling back, you want to fall asleep. It's like, don't sleep. Wake up. And this is, you need to remember these things before I go. Because we so easily forget. We become so complacent as human beings. And I feel like this is why he did what he did. Don't sleep. Don't Stay sleep. woke and pray. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to dive more into this on the live. I think there's so much more we yes, can say because, yes. <laughs> I mean, we know what happens after this. Right. And I and I think in that moment, like you said, that there's a lot of adrenaline, a lot of rush, but Jesus Christ can restore a man's ear. Even the man who came to arrest him, he didn't want to die. Right. He said that. He was like, take this cup from me. He can still show grace and mercy mm. in that moment. Amen. And that is an example for us. Yes. So, can't wait to talk about this on the live. Um, stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss Jesus' miracle of healing a man's severed ear. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast on the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next week on May 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle, so follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Don't forget to add another note to your faith box or jar, what I am calling God's good gifts. It's a box or jar where we keep our accomplishments, reminders, testimony, or good news. At the end of the year, we will review the contents to remind ourselves and have insights into God's presence in our life year round. Nothing is too big or too small to include. Take some time right now to make a little note and include it. This is something personal and totally up to you. Now let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back for it. Because we also believe that our prayers are strengthened in number, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we honor you. We glorify you. We ask you for covering, oh, Father God. We thank you for the blessings that you have given and the blessings that you will continue to give us. For you show us grace and mercy, even when we don't deserve it. We thank you, Lord, for restoring us. We thank you, Lord, for showing us the way. We thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we learn that Jesus commanded us that we need to pray and be watchful. Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray that you may not enter temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, Father God, we pray against the, the, the weakness of our flesh. We pray against the weakness of our mind. Oh, Father, let the spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
be pervasive. Let the Holy Spirit prevail in all things. Let us not fall into the temptations of our flesh, even if it's anger, even if it's slothness, even if it's gluttony, whatever our flesh may be struggling with, oh, Father God, we pray for overcome. We pray that we embody the spirit the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit so that we may be an example of God's love. The first Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Oh, Father God, we pray that you give us a drive to be closer to you, to constantly communicate with you, to constantly be in prayer in your presence. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Oh, Father God, we, we praise you and we thank you. Oh, Father God, our request is to be restored. Our request is for us to have a, a good prayer life. Our request is for our minds to be renewed daily, that our hearts be open to the way, that our, our, our bodies be yield to your will. Oh, Father God, Romans 8, 26 says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what, for if we do not know what to pray for, let the spirit itself intercede for us with groanings deep, too deep for word. Oh, Father God, sometimes we struggle with the words, but Father, the Holy Spirit can help us pray to you. Even if we're we're saying words that are empty, oh Father God, we can just we can just be in a moment of meditation and silence. Oh Father God, you hear our groans. I'm thankful for a God who knows what's deep into our heart. I'm thankful for a God who knows our minds and who knows our needs. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Father God, right now we pray for restoration. Oh, Father God, we've seen that the mistakes of Peter, the consequences of severing a man's ear was completely undone by Jesus Christ in a moment of chaos. Oh, Father God, step into our situation of chaos. We know that there's many things going on in the world, in the spirit realm. But Father God, we are thankful that you are God who keeps his eyes on his children. Despite everything that you hold back against us, Hold back for our good. Hold back so that we prevail. Hold back so that we do not fall. Father God, you still listen to our individual needs and groaning. Psalms 51, 12 says, commands that you restore to me the joy of salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. We pray this psalm over our lives. First Peter 5, 10 says, that after we have suffered a little while, that the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm and strengthen and establish us. Oh, Father God, we thank you that even in our suffering, we can count on you to restore us and to strengthen us because that is what your word said. And if you did it, you will do it again. Isaiah 61, 7 says, instead of sh our shame, there will be a double portion. Instead of our dishonor, there will, there shall, we shall, they shall rejoice in our lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion. They shall have everlasting joy. Oh, Father God, we pray that this is the time that you open up the floodgates of heaven, that you open up doors of opportunity, that you open up windows to blessings. Oh, Father God, to give us a double portion and to give us everlasting joy. Finally, Joel 2, 25 to 26 says that the Lord will restore us the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, the cutter, that 
his great army, which he has sent amongst us, that we shall eat plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, our God, who has dealt wondrously for us. And his people shall never again be put to shame. Father God, we thank you for the restoration. We thank you that that you will restore the years that the locust has eaten. Father God, we have things in our past that we may be ashamed of. We have things in our past that still hold us down in the future. But Father God, we are counting for the day of restoration where you will restore the years that have been taken from us, that you will restore the years that we have been beaten down, that you will restore the years that we have doubted, that you will restore the years that we have lived in sin or lived from the consequences of our sins or the consequences of the sins of our forefathers. Oh, Father God, because you are a God of restoration. You are God who will restore. Oh, Father God, we will never cease praying for your restoration. We know that there is eternal life, everlasting life waiting for us. But Father God, right here, right now, Give us that everlasting um, joy. Give us that double portion. Restore us, oh, Father God, to be closer to you, to be in the image you have created. Oh, Father God, let us be pure. Let us have hearts that are long after you. Let us, our mouths be filled with praise. Oh, Father God, make us the image that you have desired for us. Let your will be done. Let us overcome all the temptations in our lives. Let our flesh Flesh not fall to weakness. Oh, Father God, let the spirit triumph and prevail. We ask you for this in Jesus' name. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us on earth agree about anything we ask for, that it will be done by our Father in heaven. So we ask you, oh, Father God, we pierce the spirit, oh, the spirit realm, oh, Father God, that you hear our prayers, oh, Father God, that you restore to us, oh, Father God, that you give us a prayer life that is worthy of you, oh Father God. Oh, oh Father, we just we just we just glorify you, we magnify you, we thank you, oh Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, 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 and amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I, I'm so grateful that you are tuning in. I pray that you have a blessed week and I can't wait to catch you in the next. Bye.